Today I'm talking to Jasmine, who I go to university with and we both study social work. Would you like to introduce yourself Yeah, hi, um, I'm Jasmine, second year student at uni. Um, I'm also a care leaver, care experienced. And yeah, love my life at the moment, so yeah. And can you tell us a bit about like when you went into care like what age you were and what sort of was the what sort of happened what you remember of it yeah so it's a little bit of a blur so um I went into care at age 15 straight from hospital um I had a bit of a mental health crisis and then I was sectioned in hospital for about just just under a year but the whole process was about a year um, and then it was decided that it wasn't safe for me to return home to the environment that I was in. So I went to um, a really great foster carer, um, only about half an hour away from my house, which was made all the difference. Um, and I only had one foster carer, which I think is the difference that made me who I am now today, being able to attend uni and in my recovery as well. Um, yeah I so did you have any like social service involvement before going into hospital yeah so I had um my brother grew up with a few disabilities and attended a special needs school so we kind of always had involvement from them and if I'm honest my family life growing up was a little difficult um at times um and it wasn't the most beneficial environment for a child growing up um and it was always kind of social services involvement but it wasn't to a point that we were ever kind of taken away from home in a sense yeah there was like 72 hours where we went into a foster care scenario yeah um, but nothing massive but they've always had that you've you've always sort of remembered them having that involvement yeah um so obviously you spent that time in hospital do you think with the social having social service having social workers around you that that was ever picked up by them or if it's something you think could have been I definitely feel that if things maybe would have acted differently I could probably wouldn't have ended up to the extreme of a crisis that I was during my teens um school for me was really difficult really difficult um I didn't do year 11 at all I went straight into psychiatric hospital um which is hard because educationally I was a goody two-shoes high achiever I was meant to get A's and B's um but I left school only doing two GCSEs from a hospital bed and that for me was hard because yeah. with different if stuff would have been different I could possibly have left for more GCSEs. What do you think was missing or they missed? Um, I think for me with the social workers I had um, it was always like a running visit I don't think they paid enough attention to what I was saying my wishes and I think they were clouded by other people's opinions um and I think if 
if social services would have been more connected to mental health services yeah. I think everyone would be on the same picture um I think if my school was better at reporting some of the stuff I said was happening at home I so did you reach out about your mental health and was were people quite aware that you were struggling yeah so um my mental health got really bad I think during year nine I think and um I was a self-harmer I was experiencing pretty pretty low moods but it wasn't hidden it was pretty obvious school knew yeah everyone kind of knew but nothing was really done apart from referrals to mental health services that weren't really picked up okay um, and I think possibly if things have been different maybe I wouldn't have been in hospital for so long and the impact that has on someone do you remember what the social workers did or what did they help at all or were they more focused on on like your brother it yeah it was more on I feel overlooked as a child it was a family it was the family dynamics and how my mental health was impacting the family but I think if they looked at it differently how why I was doing these behaviors or why I was so low or why I was acting up in school I yeah. think behaviors a communica- communication tool I don't think they actually saw what was going they on. didn't they didn't dig any deeper into no how you I think they behaving. didn't have time I think yeah social work is so overworked and completely understanding the other side now but I do definitely think that some things were missed in my life and do you think like where your brother obviously with the social services having you said he's got a couple of disabilities yeah. um do you think that's like from my my experience it does have a massive impact on everyone else um, yeah. and I think sometimes services I think it's better now maybe um but a lot of services it's focused on that person whereas I yeah. think it impacts the whole family and like you said like there's so much time spent on that that if actually it they spent that little bit of time with the family realising what impact it has because there isn't going to be as much time for the other children. Like, I know I know that. my ch- Like, depending on which of my children are struggling on what days, the other p- child doesn't get as yeah. much attention. But it's, it's weighing that up. But when you've got social services involvement, I think that's a massive thing is to make sure all children's welfare and how how they're feeling and not just focusing on that one one sibling like do you think that was a big part of how you were feeling I think it's easy to feel overlooked when the other sibling maybe has more needs that are greater than yours and if I, I would probably do the exact same my parents did putting all the time yeah and invest is the right thing to do but I think it's easy to maybe not have that balance. And I think it's more of maybe an internal, je- not a jealousy, but when you're growing up, you see what someone else has and yeah. not being able to understand really why. And I think that was a little bit of pressure. And I think I put more pressure on myself because I also didn't want all that attention and yeah. time on me. So I wanted to be perfect. 
making my parents' life easier, so home life be easier. So I think I'm, I've built myself up to be this, I want to be perfect, I want to do this. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I think if possibly to be seen differently could have helped me to not feel that internal pressure that I put on myself. Yeah, and I think like you said, like flying, What what is a flying visit? And I know the pressures of social work and then that's one reason I'm doing this is so that it's not just children like looked after children or care leaves that can speak anyone can come and say like it is the pressure if you've got that many children on your case load how can you make sure you don't miss anything we've spoke about at uni like the importance of getting away from paperwork and moving into more spending time having those conversations you get more more out of it and just doing a flying visit you're never gonna one you're never going to gain their trust enough and two there's you're not you haven't got time to even try so like you said like how were they how do you spot something like that when you're not there and if a school's not communicating your problems like they've picked up on it just all needs to go in a full circle I think that's that's the hard bit because social workers are between a rock and a hard place there is not really a movement any place without massive reform that I think supports social workers in their role and it's easy for me to sit here and say oh if things would have been different or things would be different but I actually wouldn't probably want things to be different because yeah I've got to uni I've made it to who I am yeah and I can't knock social workers for all of it because social workers also has been the reason why I'm at uni and the reason that I'm alive and the reason why I had such a good carer that through thick and thin and I I was a mess I was a horrible person to be around after hospital Mm. um kept going and kept pushing and as much as I wanted the world to swallow me up kept going but you had that constant didn't you at your foster carers whereas I see some children in like looked after children they're just so angry like they've got no stability so they're going between houses they've got no one to parent them no one to sort of go you can do this you've got this and then they go out, they could just go missing for days, go off, get drunk, do whatever. They come back, move foster carers. There's no consequences. So they're not, they've not got that stability. So I think it's incredible. Like you've gone, came came out of hospital, gone into a foster home and stayed there. Like it's such a support, I think, being in that one place. Um, so you can get that anger part go through that but knowing you've you're gonna get out of it because you've got that support I think it's really hard for me because I can compare my case to a lot of people because I had one foster carer throughout two and a half three years and that is a rarity for the needs that I was presenting as on a daily I would go missing or try and Mm. hurt myself 
or end my life and I was just in an awful place but having that one person who even if after all I did those things would still welcome me back into their home would still give me those consequences that life has a ripple effect Mm. and the things you do have an effect on your life and I don't think a lot of people have that security that I felt with that foster carer Mm. Um, yeah and I think sometimes it's quite easy for foster carers to go right see you later like because but that is the job I know there's different foster carers some short term some can do with different things but I think I just think if they had that training really in-depth training about trauma and about how to deal with it and actually if you stick with them you it will get better or like you would hope it would get better but by they're adding to the trauma if you keep going no they're too difficult it, you it, can't blame it's hard it's, it's yeah yeah exactly. exactly but so, if you're not even trained enough for that how are you supposed to deal how are you with supposed those? to deal with it and I and, think I get it yeah. sometimes it will be too tough like it really will and you just will not you will not click with that person and I get that but I think sometimes if you're not trained in something enough you can't expect to know how to deal with it um and I think the training is very basic um but I just think yeah that if if they were trained the turnover might it might not be such a thing but I think like you said you've had that stable home and you were able to Get, go through that stage you went through but you've come I mean, out I'm the other still side. at uni I'm still yeah. at uni and I mean, you are amazing six seven years ago I didn't think I'd even reach my 18th birthday let alone be attending yeah. university and I had so when I went into hospital I'd um I was there for quite a long time so I met a lot of other young people who experiencing similar things and yeah. I compare my life now to what their life is now as well and a lot of the people I met were in care were coming from really fractured homes and they still haven't recovered my one of my bestest friends from hospital is is still in hospital and I think that is a long long time yeah to not see a light at the end of the tunnel so I just have to be very very grateful for I'm proud of yourself yeah it was so proud of yourself but you really see what's worth it and what yeah what and is that why you want to be a social social worker what what made you go right that's what I want to do I think I had many points in my life where I could have easily not come back or not have another chance and I think it's a bit of a waste of my life <laughs> of everything I've been through to not be able to tell one other person it gets better and yeah. that's what I needed to hear I want to be the person that I needed and yeah. it's really easy for to say oh I want to help people and I want to do that but yeah. I really do um, yeah and I can't imagine myself doing anything different 
I know. What, do, do you know what there. area you want to go into? No idea. Um, no. I don't want to go into children's yet because I'm absolutely terrified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love working with children, but I don't think I could do it um, yet because I, yeah. I do too. I'm I'm still quite young. Like I see who I am as a person. I'm young. I still haven't really experienced much life. I came straight from care into uni and I still see a lot of my night naivety and maybe my chaoticness. Um, so I, I want to, I think I'm going to try and do my, a, my ASYE and then go off and live my life for a bit. Yeah. Because I haven't, I also feel like if you're going to trust someone to go into your home, I think I want someone that's a little bit more, not put together is the wrong word, but I think you've been else through so it. much, and you do need to go and live your life. For so long of my life, me- uh, mental health services, mental illness, social services was my life, was my personality, was what I breathed on a daily, and mm. I think having space from that would be great. Mm. And looking back. Should I have taken a year out? Possibly. But I'm not... I never live my life with regrets. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. So, yeah, yeah, I just... I see the hurt that a lot of people go through and I just just want to... I want to change that for people. Yeah. Um, And I can see... I can see, like, it's actually motivated you. Yeah. Which is amazing because it I think it goes one of two ways, doesn't it? It it can knock you and you can live your life letting it eat you up, or mm-hmm. you can go, right, it's happened. I'm gonna move forward. This is what I want to do. And I think it's really hard to get to that point. Um, but you, you've got there, which is incredible I really do think it is and to go through and not to go into care till you're 15 but you've been through so much even before that you've done yeah it's you should be proud really proud of yourself thank you I think definitely recovery isn't a linear thing and I'm Mm. really grateful for I don't I don't think people hear it enough to be Mm. grateful for the social workers involved in your life 100% 100% and I was li- listening to, to your podcast with Richard William yeah. and he said he's never heard someone say thank you to a social worker because they've got them yeah. to uni well here I am yes um, because amazing I, am, I don't think without without them I wouldn't be in yeah. this position and when I was hospital I didn't actually have any communication with my parents for over a year yeah and now I've got a really good relationship back with them and nothing's perfect you can't just go through and just say oh yeah. done busted now moving on but I really am grateful for the relationship that I've got back with them um and that was and you still have a relationship with your foster carers yeah yeah I do see them once a yeah. year um not massively close but um I'm not I don't feel possible yet to turn a page and forget it because it was such a big like three years of my life I just yeah yeah I feel very grateful and do you um, still have any what happens when you leave care like what did do you get any help do you get any what do you 
what happened so when you leave care you're assigned a personal advisor and so they are kind of introduced to you at 17 um I got lucky I got some really good ones um and they support you up until the age of 21 um through daily life um they're not as intense as a social worker but they support bills housing everything kind of you need as a leaving care um but if you choose to go to (laughs) university they also support you for uni and then their support can be extended up to the age of 25 amazing you need a little bit of a yeah so a bit of your life's a little bit on hold with uni because you're not really reaching real life so until yeah so they sort of support with what happens after uni and what to do and yeah okay so um yeah I don't really have much contact with mental health services anymore um my PA is just amazing they kind of um they know that if I'm going not going down because I would never ever be in a position that I was three four five six years ago yeah but I have my points like I get low I've got a mental health diagnosis so yeah I'm diagnosed with depression and that's something I battle with um and that's the real support that I need and although I'm on a social work course you can't always just shut off from the support because if you're not looking after yourself how are you going to look after anyone else how do you feel about it ending getting to 25 and then it ending because obviously I know you've got your relationships better with your parents but say it wasn't there's a lot of people where it doesn't do you feel like 25 is young to then not potentially not have anyone I think if you think of someone who isn't care experienced yeah they don't get chucked out at 18 21 yeah and they don't get that support leave until I just you'll always have if for someone for me like I've got parents like yeah they'll be there I mean I probably need them at 32 more than I needed them when I was 25 and and that's what I I find really hard to understand as to why it's not a continued if you some people might not realize that the trauma's affected them until mm. they're 40 and trying to get back into that system as well once yeah. you're out you're out and, and once you're, yeah I'm speaking in a quite a stable stable place but if I think back to maybe if I was kind of still unwell or still kind of very trauma stricken I think it's wrong that a service that has been your entire life and you eat breathe you do that everything your whether you can color your hair whether you can everything you kind of your life and then they just drop you yeah so for like your friend you said what happens if you're 25 you're in a mental health hospital you're a cat you've been in care and you hit 25 you've not got family what what do we think what do they think is going to happen yeah it's not going to support a service I think if you're say using the term revolving door patient well my friend is that sadly because 
the care that they needed when they were able to accept it wasn't given and then they've a life institutionalization because they haven't had the right support so imagine if you're just alone you've got no life like what is the quality of life that that is really sad that is just and this is where I'm going with the outcomes what if you haven't got to where so say 21 if you don't go what is it 21 if you don't go to uni yeah so 21 years old you you haven't got the grades to go to uni you're not academic enough but you're not in a good like 21 so young to then not have any guidance or anyone when you've had it but you've had it to such an extreme up until then like I can't believe how like strict things are in like it's it's more strict than just living at home like you don't have to be have people dbs'd for a sleepover and you don't have all of that that's damaging as well so i I look i look back when i was in hospital left school with two gcs that for me still upsets me i still say it like that I could have said I left school with still with GCSEs while in hospital but I still say it like that because it still frustrates me um but for someone if I didn't have that foster carer two GCSEs still in a in a cycle of of harm still in a bit of a mess mental health health services they're great but they're not they're not amazing cams aren't (laughs) (laughs) we all know about cams yeah Um, and if the people in them are amazing, but they aren't set up for the need. No. And a lot of people will be waiting till they're blooming 21 to get a CAMS appointment. Like it's yeah. just, I just think I know they try and transition out of care and they try and have that support. But at 21, a lot of people haven't de- even managed to deal with it. I mean, for me, I feel like it should be something, yes, maybe they step back, but the help is always there there should always be the access to like mental health as a care lever there should always be support from and there should always be that support if you're not sure if you haven't got there should always be someone for them to go to Um, there's a part of of the mental health act which says if you've been sectioned you're um you're available for lifelong care which means getting into mental health services a lot easier yeah. after you've been sectioned. And I think that should be mirrored in in care experience because... Yeah. Or they just move across to... Thing. Yeah, or just move across to adults. Yeah. There should be that from children move to adults and then they get that support there. And then when they're in a stable position, then they can, like, you don't expect it forever, but it should be something that you a support, you can access support throughout your life. Um, people think, deal with things differently, don't they? But what you've learned is a child being placed into care isn't a small thing. No. And it's not an easy thing to do. So we're putting this really traumatising procedure around a person yeah rightly or wrongly taking them away from all they've ever known um but then no support to deal with it (laughs) yeah Yeah. kind of leaving them to go about their life but 
yeah is that really fair is that really and and do you know what people have said to me like but they might not people might not be ready to deal with it and I completely get that but that's why I think it should be open at any point Cam shouldn't be able to reject people because they're not because they're in not not a stable in not in a stable foster home like I think it should it should be made quicker like it's not about where you're living it's about dealing with what's happened and being able to talk about it um and I just think yeah I just don't think it's whatever's happening's working but that um, whole thing about not having help to your inner stable foster home I just don't get like or if you're in a stable foster home now that's I just it baffles me how they yeah just yeah I know I spoke to people that have never had any support at all they've had a awful things that they've had to deal with but they've had to deal with it by themselves because they there's just nothing they just go into foster care and it's like well that's not a fix you've moved them away from the situation but the situation still happened yeah like they're they've got to live with that and without the right support or even just like we said if the social workers weren't had more time yeah a lot of it they could do like it doesn't always need cams it just needs someone that they can it's a constant listening someone that's checking up on them someone that knows that there's anything they just need to reach out and say hi can I get help (laughs) or like can we talk this through and I think that to me has been amazing having that support but it's just it baffles me and especially being on the other side of it does get a little bit frustrating um yeah and that's it I've not been in it and that's why I this is why I'm doing it I just think I speak to different people and there's not a way of speaking about it and there's not it's kind of like you've just got to get on with it and for me that's not right I this think is probably is. not going to be your easiest following podcast episode but I think for me this is really real yeah. and having your voice shared or having just knowing that you could help I don't know I just think it's really easy for people to be overlooked or just and I think when you're in care you have loads of valuable experiences that are really like like what that happened to you and I just think and a lot of people just are what too scared not scared but like they're so used to keep how they deal with things is to hold everything in because they've got so much going on it's not to talk about it because they never got that constant person so they find it really difficult to speak and I think that we shouldn't be teaching that shouldn't be the way like because they don't get that that cams support or they don't get that constant they're not used to talking about it whereas we should be trying to encourage that and try and deal with that rather than it being something you keep in but I'm trying to get social workers on here but they speak to their boss and they're not allowed which is and it's you just, just so think hard. just it should be an like, open conversation and yeah I think just how if, is it what what are you struggling what is what are social workers finding hard 
I just think there's so much to it that, but we're going into it. So we'll soon find out, won't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you so much. Like, it's amazing what you're doing and you've done fantastic. You should be so proud. Can only go up from here. So exactly. um, Exactly. Spread the word. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.